my brother was murdered by the police. And after that happened to him, I sort of went down a bad road and I jumped in the deep end and I was a heck of a soldier, like, you know what I mean? I wasn't afraid. I, I was just pure angry at the state over what he did and I went down and did what I had to do, like, you know, but shouldn't all that uh, carry on, like, like, yeah, my house got targeted loads of times. Um, I had a few close calls as well where one time I was standing outside my garden and I was waiting for someone to pick me up. So I saw the car coming around my field. So I was okay, I, I walked out, you know, walked down the steps in my garden and then the car pulled up and the bottom window rolled down. And then someone had a Glock and he stuck it out. And I said, the fella in the, the front was saying, shoot him, shoot him. And he's saying it's jamming and it's jamming and he was cocking it. I rang the fella, I'm not going to mention any names. I rang a fella and asked him for a bit of work. And he says, have you got balls? And I said, I have balls of steel. And then I was put onto that. And then a half an hour later, I did it. So as he made a run at, a run at me, I turned around to go into the cell to get the, the shank and the pole. But then I got a smack of a jaw, or a smack of a bar into the jaw. So then I went into the cell and then there was, there was about four or five of them coming on top of me. So they had poles and they were saying, crack them in the back, crack them in the back. So I wasn't controlling anyone on the street. I, I was always my own man. You know, I, I was always me. Like, I, I never I never mixed around with that many people or anything. You know what I mean? I'd rather keep myself to myself. But like, I wasn't part of that cartel. Like, I, I had nothing to do with it. I don't know anything about it. I knew, like, no, I knew him to see, like, he was, he was very, very quiet, like, he's, like, you know, he was a, he was a taxpayer, like, he was a worker, like, a very, very quiet young fella. you know what I mean, he wouldn't, he's totally different now, the way he was on now, like, that, that wasn't him, like, it, the money just goes to his head, like, and, you know what I mean, it's just like, he, the way I look at it, like, it's, it, someone makes a load, you know when someone's in that game, that, that sort of gangland game, yeah. When someone gets into that, you're into it because they want to make money. So they want to make money, you make money, and then you want to get over once you make your money. But it's like he got made money and then he's getting into it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I have, I have no I have no beef with anyone. If anyone has beef with me, fair enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's their business. But I've no beef with anyone. I'm not gonna jump out, I'm not gonna be provoked or anything like that to jump out and come back into the game. Yes, people, welcome back to Clara NTV. Today, delighted to have a very special guest all the way from Ireland, Dublin. Um, for security reasons, they're not going to show their face. But hopefully, after this interview goes out, you can get at him in the comments and we could do a part two, maybe a live or something like this. Yeah, and, we, we uh, definitely do a live. You can convince him to maybe show his face, but uh, we'll wait and see. But his story justifies it anyway. Um, getting him on so without further ado today we have ian mad dog maloney on the channel ian how you doing my friend what's happening pal um first of all lose the mad dog part it's only ian maloney now good 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 so um for people who don't know ian is a former infamous dublin criminal with over 100 convictions allegedly if you believe what the papers say maybe it says differently um he spent over 10 years in jail was involved in a well, over a million pounds worth of jewellery robbery, armed robbery, allegedly been involved in feuds, been an enforcer for various other infamous criminals. Um, yeah, if you believe all the stuff the papers say, you've been involved in everything, um, up and down. 
So um, hopefully we get you on to share your light. But um, most importantly, Ian has now turned his back on crime and is doing positive stuff. He's just jumped into the social media world. So all his links will be below for his TikTok, YouTube channel that he's just started and his Facebook. And he's just released a poetry book as well. But we're going to get into all of that down the line. But like I said, most importantly, he's doing positive stuff now. So Ian, without further ado, let's get into it. So um, yeah, like I said, how's things, brother? Everything is all good. It could be better, but okay. Things can always be better. We're out in with three, though, aren't we? That's it. And put me hand to me, I put my finger to me neck. There's a pulse on my life, so it's all good. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So um, let's go back to the start, like we do. All the guests. Um, were you sort of always destined for a life of crime, or certainly a, to get, get into crime? Um, would you say from your childhood, or was it a happy childhood? Or was it yeah, tragedy no. that sort of put you onto that path, would you say? Yeah, no, there was, it was a tragedy that sort of put me onto that part, uh, that, that part of life, you know? Like, I was a, I was a happy kid, you know? Um, I, I was never one of them people to be into trouble or anything like that, you know? I, I, like, the way I look at it, that life chose me over the tragedy I had, but growing up was all good, like, you know? I, I'd be just a, like a normal kid, like, people even... I'd say people were surprised I got into that game, like which way I was, like you know what I mean? Because I, I was never, I wasn't, I wasn't reared in that that life of crime like that, you know what I mean? Like that, that wasn't around me. But um, it was just a tragedy then that happened in my life when me, the passing of my brother, that I was angry at the state over what happened to my brother, and my brother was murdered by the police. And after that happened to him, I sort of went down a bad road where I was like fuck this like I had a job and all like I had a job back then before that happened and then after that happened I was saying like if I work and I pay me taxes that's going to towards paying the police that wage and shit you get what I'm saying so yeah, then so, so then so then I, I left I left the job that I was working in and then I got on to a, a fella that's he's he's dead now can you hear me? Yeah. I, I got on to a fella that, that's dead now. He, he died. He got stabbed in Mount Joy. And I just got on to him and said, how can I get involved in these sort of... I could have been on either side of the feud, to tell you the truth, because I talked to both sides of them. Yeah. So did you grow up with both sides of the feud as such? You were cool with both sides, were you? Yeah, yeah. I hung around. We all hung around like together. Yeah, because obviously for people who don't know, it was a group of everyone was friends, but it was a fallout over drugs and people allegedly think this is what happens in the drugs world. It splits up friendships, doesn't it? That's that's it. And like most of the people on either side of the few, it's like they, they wouldn't have even known the main players. It was just like it was like a, a trend keeping up with the Galatians, like that sort of thing, you know what I mean? So everyone just jumped on. It was like a trend there was. It was like it was like a like a trend that was going around and like most of the people on both sides didn't even know like the main person. Like on both sides, they wouldn't have known like the main pe people. You know what I mean? They, they would have never even talked to them. Like on the Radigan side, like Radigan was in their own life. Like and there was all these little young bits, like people that we hung around with as well. And we are fighting a battle for someone they never even met. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy, all right. But, and uh, obviously, there's a lot of it got to the point where lots of people got murdered during these feuds and it must have screwed everything up though in terms of people making money or doing stuff like this while this was going on, did it not? Yeah, well, that's that's it. Like, 
with the with the motors and all when when it when it comes like it's it's hard to it's hard to make a few bob ones like if there's a lot of heat then from the old building shit you know what I mean and then you're putting more time and effort into fighting a few it than grappling do you get what I'm saying so and then it, it costs then it costs a lot of money as well when you're fighting a few as well you know what I mean so like but you'd rather just you'd rather just keep the head down and make a few bob than run around and bring a lot of heat on yourself. Of course. And it said, um, from what the papers, right, it said that you were very close to Freddie Thompson during that period. Is that true? or? Yeah, I would have I been friendly with uh, Freddie Thompson. And what have you got to say about Freddie? Obviously, he gets a bad write-up in the press and that, but was Freddie always a good person with you? And you still... Yeah, yeah, no, good like, one thing about, I'll say about Freddie, what you see is what you get with him, you know what I mean? He's um, not, like, not what you read about and what you get with him, but... In person, like what what you what you see with Freddie is what you get with him. Like you know, he's he just says it the way it is. Like you know what I mean. So there's no there's no snakiness or anything. Of, I I wouldn't have anything bad to say about Frederick. Of course. And so during the feud, um, like how bad was it for you personally? Were like how were you targeted? Were your family targeted? Were you constantly having to be wary while this was yeah, going? Yeah, well, Jordan, Jordan, all that, Jordan, all that uh, carry on. Like like yeah, my house got targeted loads of times. Um, I had a few close calls as well where one time I was standing outside my garden and I was waiting for someone to pick me up so I saw the car coming around my field so I goes okay I, I walked out you know walked down the steps in my garden and then the car pulled up and the bottom window rolled down and then someone had a Glock and he stuck it out and I was saying, the, the fella in the, the front was saying shoot him shoot him and he's saying it's jamming and it's jamming and he was cocking it but I just like it was mad because like you think like know. oh if someone come up with a gun you're gonna run you're gonna do this but you froze. Tell you the truth, I just froze and then I turned in and then I just walked into my house walked in and once I got to the hall then I just moved like you know where the, the like your hallway is and then the, the your stairs is on the the release so I just hit behind the wall and just start giving them sticks saying you couldn't finish your dinner like you know. Did you know so, who it was? Yeah, I have a fair idea who it was. Yeah. Yes, and like you say, it's never good. There was lots of back and forth murders. Both sides lost out. A lot of people ended up in jail for needless stuff, but there's all a lot of friends and yeah, yeah it's a game, but you know what I mean. Like, that's that's just the the, the greed of fucking the drugs in it, like you know, for like it's 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 the greed of like selling drugs and patches and shit like that. You know what I mean? But, and is is it like, true that you um accumulated like over a hundred convictions or is it a hundred arrests during this period? Um no, but, yeah but that's like my hundred convictions my hundred convictions right a good eighty something of them is getting tax insurance like I got pulled eight times say with no tax insurance. So I get one conviction for no seatbelt, one conviction for baldy tires, one conviction for not producing, one conviction for this, one conviction for that. So one tax insurance I get 10, 10 11 convictions. Yeah. So like like, do you get what I'm saying? So, like, when they make it out 100 convictions, like, someone's probably saying he's fucking brutal at crime, he's getting caught all the time. But I'd say my, my main convictions is one for assault, um, another one for possession of knives, and another one for the, the robbery, the jewellers. You know what I mean? They would be, like, my first time ever in the circuit would have been for that jewellers. Yeah, yeah, so... That like you say, you live a little bit of a reckless life. Like I said, I've got dozens of convictions for possession of cannabis and probably driving about insurance, all this yeah, stupid look, I have, stuff. Yeah, I have, it, I have a few, I have a few like, uh, possession of cannabis, not sale or supplier, and just possession. Like, but the, 
me, the most of me tax insurance, when you look at it on paper and you see all oh, hundred convictions, then you say, like, oh, what the fuck? This fella's a fucking, you know what I mean? A menace to society. And another thing, he's brutal like crime because he keeps getting caught. He got caught a hundred times. But 80 something of them would be for like road traffic fences where I've only got pulled eight times and you all added up like each conviction. Like, you don't produce, you have no license, no NCT, no seatbelt. The, the lights are dinted, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And so what about the name, um, like you said at the start, obviously you're not it anymore, but where did the name Mad Dog come from? Who gave you the name and where where'd that come from? We made, um, we made Derek, uh, Derek, his name was, he got stabbed, Derek, Derek Lennon, he got stabbed in Mount Joy. Um, he gave me the name. I don't know why he gave me the name, but he gave me the name and that name stuck then, you know, but probably because I had a set of balls and I was up for that. But that as well, like, you have to realise like my brother, my brother died, right? The state murdered my brother. So then I was angry at the state. As I said, I talked about so it. So I went and I rang someone and said, like, the way I look at it, I didn't choose that like that like chose me, boy. What happened to my brother? So I rang and I said, I'll do anything for free. I'll do anything and I'll do anything for free. So like I knew these people weren't really my mates. Like yeah. I was only a 16, I was only a 16-year-old running around with all sorts thinking. With a bulletproof vest on, and I wasn't even fighting with anyone. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I was running around and like I was doing this, that, and the other, but like it's I I knew they weren't my friends when I went in way, you know what I mean? I knew like they're gonna welcome me with open arms and like in my eyes, I was I was used like a prostitute for for their own dirty days passed around. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I met a few decent blokes in the game, but I know for a fact from day one I was used and abused. Yeah, I think anyone who's been in that life um, does to, diff to different degrees, don't they, and for different purposes. Yeah, no, but look at, look at, like, everyone starts off as a gilly, you know what I mean? They're going to groom you. You're never going to get higher than the people that bring you in and groom you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not, they're not going to let you get higher than them, are you? Like they're not gonna say, right, come on, jump on, jump on this trolley or jump on that trolley or do this or do that. You get what I'm saying? Hundred percent. You know what I mean? They're gonna say, oh yeah, and they're not gonna get their hands dirty. They're gonna, oh, get my dog to do, my dog will do, get my the dog to do, get then putting your, oh, you, he'll do this for you, he'll do that for you, and then they just pass it around and you just use it. I was used my whole life, but as I said, do I regret? What I didn't, I said, I'd say no, because I wouldn't have met the people I met and having me kids and but have a good, like, was it worth it? It wasn't. I look back and say, no, it wasn't worth it. But look, I was on a mission over what happened to my brother. Like, I wanted, I just want, like, I was, I was angry. You know what I mean? I, I, what the state did to my brother. I was angry. I was, I was confused. You know what I mean? I, prob I probably should have gone to counseling about my brother for, for the grievance, but it was just, the, the the way my life was like the way I started off and started committing crimes and and I jumped in the deep end and I was a heck of a soldier like you know what I mean I wasn't afraid I I was just pure angry at the state over what he did and I went down and did what I had to do like you know but like looking back now at that sixteen year old like because my son is only my son is told in like you know what I mean he's told in next month and I look at him now and say Jay I was only three years older than him like and the shit I was doing like like fucking hell like it's it's crazy like. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, fucking hell, I can relate. Um, the stuff I was doing at 16, not on this level of you, but it's madness when thinking back. But, um, but as, well, as well, like, you know, like I was, I was, and again, we'll take this opportunity to 
apologize to all the people I hurt in the past, you know what I mean? Now I'm just realizing, like, you know, I'm realizing now, like, you know, it's, I, I just, I was just going through, I was just going through, it's like, I, I don't know, I was just going through a lot of shit, like, you know, you know what I mean, but uh, it was all good in any way, but, okay, yeah. shit does happen. Indeed, and so, um, from the reports, you end up getting pulled over in 2008, and did you end up threatening to kill the, the guardie or the police for people over it um, when you're pulled over, is that correct, those reports? Yeah, no, it was, um, I was outside my house, and I was in, I was, had to be in front with someone. So they pulled in, then he, you know, he was had his face in, or his head in my face, and he was saying this, that, and the other. So I chased him with a five litre of petrol. And yeah, that was it. It wasn't, I, I ran out of my drum of petrol, I did, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then in 2009, let's touch on the, the big robbery then, um, how this came about. Obviously, it was your first time when there wasn't any prior times, but did you do it in a way that it was planned? Um, and no, it certainly looked like it was planned from the... No, no, I, I rang a fella, I'm not going to mention any names, I rang a fella and asked him for a bit of work. And he says, have you got balls? And I said, I have balls of steel. And then I was put onto that. And then a half an hour later, I did it. Fucking hell. So we, before I did that, I was, I was only told about that a half an hour beforehand. Now, a lot of people went to do this job, but they all bottled it. He hadn't got the balls to do it. So again, uh, my dog, get him, he'll do it. You get me? Yeah, and he did. And it wasn't yeah. your normal um, little jewelry robbery. You end up getting 1.2 million euros worth of stuff. Is that correct? Or is that an overestimate? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's correct. That's correct. So you must have got fucking some bags of stuff then, some decent jewelry, some uh, watches, high value watches. Yeah, was it? yeah there, was a lot, there, was lot, there was lots of Omega watches and other little, like, I was looking at rings with the price tags of 40 grand on them. And you're talking like a poxy little stone, like you know, like I never robbed the house or that. I was never into robbing houses or robbing cars. I think I think that's a scumbag going into someone else's house to rob them. I know people are gonna say, well, he walked into a jeweler's, but I think going into houses and robbing houses, I'm not into that at all. I think it's a scummy thing to do, and I was brought up to be caught like that as well. Yeah, of course. Um, do you get and what I'm so, saying? So but, during the robbery, no, did anyone get hurt during the robbery, or it was just a case of you brandished the weapons and they gave up everything, and that's how it went. Simple, quick. Yeah, no, like I was branded, I just branded the weapon. I, I even tell you the truth. Before I went in there, the gun was loaded, and I even took the bullets out of the gun because, like, you know, if someone got got hair hot headed, like I wasn't going in, like, even before I went in there, I'm saying, like, I was just angry at the state. And anything I ever did, I looked up and said, "This is for you, bro." You know what I mean? Before I did anything, but like before I went in there, I said, "I'm not going to go in here," and that's the reason I, I took them out because I'm not, I, I didn't want to start letting shots off. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course. I, I didn't want to go in there. So like, I'm walking into Dundrum Shopping Centre. I'm walking up the first flight of fucking stairs. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I wasn't going in there. To, like, I wasn't going in there to, to, to shoot anyone or let shots off. Like, that's that. That wasn't me. That wasn't my attentions. My attentions like I knew with a shotgun going in. I knew that would be enough. You know what I mean? I, I knew I didn't need to let sh uh, shots off or to let anything off. I, I, I didn't have the intention of going in there to let the shots off. So like you said, it's gone as smoothly as it could as such. No one ended up getting hurt other than maybe, a, well, obviously I'm not putting it PTSD from it, bit of shock. Yeah, uh, no, but, but listen, with, with that, like, you that. know, I, I just I just want to highlight there with something like that. With that, like, uh, oh, you had to get stressed, right? But, 
Okay. You walk in there, you're gonna stick a shotgun up to someone, right? They are gonna get they are gonna get a bit like a bit woke up. And I, I apologize to everyone in the shop that day, you know what I mean? And I apologize to them now, but you have to realize uh, once they get their claim, once they get a few quid, you know what to stay. That stress will go away. Do you get what I'm saying? But what about the people? Like when you do an armed robbery and there's people there, right? Like you get 10, 15 years for an armed robbery, right? And with the victim impact statements and all the stress it calls. But I just want to bring this up and highlight this. But what about people that are doing rapes? Their victims with their victim impact statements and they only get about a year or two. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's, it's disgusting. I know I'm jumping story and that's another discussion for another lady. You know, yeah, no, I went, what happened? I just I just walked in, right? I walked up the stairs. I was dressed as a builder, right? I had a, I had a hoodie on and I had a hard hat on. So I had the shotgun the son of shotgun, yeah. I had that, a lace, right, so no one could grab the gun on me. I had a lace wrapped around the, the butt of it, and I had the lace wrapped around me, me wrist, tied it around real tight. So I walked in, there was a little coffee shop at the, at the side entrance, so I walked in there, went in, walked up the stairs. This is how quick I happened. I walked up the stairs, bang, I just, there was this fella I can remember, he's about six or something, he was a big motherfucker, like, and, when I first looked at him, I was saying, right, this, this, this cunt's going to be a hero, you know what I mean? But I, I just walked in, everything went smooth. I just said, listen, everyone up against the back of the wall there, don't worry, it's not you that money. I'm not robbing you. It's, no one's going to get hurt. Just relax, get up against the wall. I was real polite, you know what I mean? I was real, I wasn't jumping in, jumping on, shooting in the air. Like, I, I think that, that makes things awkward then in robberies, you know what I mean? If you're calm and have them calm, everything goes sweet. So then I turned around and then I saw a woman and she sort of, she was in the back office. So she started sort of tiptoeing, you know what I mean? So then I knew like I had to get her onto, onto the main ground. So I just gave a little whistle like over here. Then I just put them all in the corner of the shop. And the fellow he was with, he cleared out the window. Now everyone was looking in the window, like laughing. And like it was, it was, it was a mad little situation. But we are in there for a minute and then back down the stairs and gone. One minute we are in there for. Fucking okay, hell. So clean getaway. End up getting away. Uh, clean, clean getaway. Yeah, clean getaway. Um, the thing that the thing that got me sort of put me in the spot was see when the robbery was going down. Yep. A certain indiv- a certain individual he drove around in the car. You know what I mean? In in my, my own car. So he drove around in my own car and drove by the grounds while it was happening because obviously he thought we bottled it or something. And in the back of the window, it, it had a little sticker saying, beware of the dog. So they knew me in the camera. That got that. And then he said people in the shop picked me out. Now, I don't know how they picked me out because my hood was up, my hard hat was down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have been able to pick it out. And in the section, he said he had a lot of CCCTV uh, footage, but... There was no CCTV footage produced to me on the on the section. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you could have, you know, and the reason that wasn't produced to me, because it would have fucking up the statements of the people in the shop and saying, how would you recognize him? Do you get what I'm saying? So oh. I don't know why, I don't know why there was no CCTV. There was there's over that's what they said in the section. There was over 250 or 260 CCTVs uh, where where you walked, but not one of them was produced because the simple reason of that was because the people in the shop then would have been would have been shown that they were lying, that they were able to identify me the way I was wrapped up. 
Yeah, so it's a fit up. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like people are saying, why'd you go? Uh, why'd you go guilty on it? No, but okay. There it is what it is. No. So, so you ended up though. You end up getting away, and you ended up being out for a bit. So, how long was it? You, you were out before they end up getting you a month or two, or a week or two? Yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple of months. A couple of months. I it remember a crazy was couple of months for you. Obviously, you had a load of cash now. I bet you're living a crazy life during that period, weren't you? Yeah, no, I, I, I got myself a motor, went away, bought myself some clothes, but look, at, I, I didn't like. I would have liked it more over than like I got. If you get me? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I bet you shortchanged yourself on what you got for the stuff. Yeah, well, you could say that I definitely got shortchanged there, but that's a hundred percent. You don't rob a robber, that's all I'd say on that one. Yeah, and during that period, you end up beating someone who ended up becoming infamous as well. Was it was it was it after that period or before you end up beating up the, the famous supergrass now that Joey O'Brien, didn't you? Yeah, he was in. He was in um, Charlie's and we saw him and a fella there 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 that was with me said that he was saying he was calling me brother a grass or something. He was saying he was calling me brother this, he was calling me brother that or something. So well he was in my head head to head and a fella, well he was he's done on it anyway, but I, I still won't mention his name, but he just gave him a nice uh, sugar punch, sparked him out like he he, he did about a three sixty after this dig. It was a bleeding cracker of a dig. And then I danced on his head like a, then he had a broken eye socket, a broken jaw, chipped teeth, all this, but yeah, you know. And so you ended up obviously he snitched on you being the super grassy as that ended up getting added on, did it? Or does that run concurrently with the armed robbery? Yeah, no, because I wasn't out on bail or anything. Um I got four years, but it started from the day where I got ten, so it didn't it didn't interact with me me twelve year. Yeah, so you've ended up like you said, you you went you pled guilty, didn't go trial. Twelve years you got with a guilty plea. Wait for the jewelers. Yeah, for the jewelers. Yeah, that was that, that was my first time in the circuit. Yeah, that, fucking hell, that's a fucking with a guilty plea. Well, I suppose armed robbery. Well, that, I don't know, but that sounds like a lot for a. But yeah, it was a. It was a that's, high that's, number, that's, what it, said, that's what he said. That's what he said. He said, uh, "Me barrister come over and said, listen, I'll come over.' He, he said to me, i 'I'll come over and I'll tell you if you're fucked.'" You know, he said, I'll come over and tell you when you're bollocks, like, you know. So we come over and he said, listen, you're fucked in this. You're going to be found guilty. He says, this, he goes, we can say it to them that you'll plead guilty if you, if you, drop, uh, if you drop the firearm charge and plead guilty on the robbery. And he says, you'll get about five or six years. But I think it was a, a little fucking, a little plant that just make me go guilty. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I would have thought... So, right, 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 so what he says, right then... I goes, I plead guilty, I plead guilty on the robbery and drop the firearm charge. So that that was well, that's what my barrister went over and said to the prosecutor prosecutors and he says, Roy, so realistic when the papers say I was done for armed robbery. I wasn't done for armed robbery, I was done for a robbery because the, the firearms are dropped if I pleaded guilty on the robbery. Yeah. Now he still like they still when they read it out to the judge, they still said that he walked in with a shotgun and you know what I mean, stuck it up. But even one statement the girl said, she goes. I wasn't in fear of my life. I knew with the by the way the fellow was uh, talking, like he goes, she goes, I knew he wasn't gonna use the use the gun. She goes, I wasn't in fear of my life. And that's one of the workers said that in their statement. Mm, fucking hell. And so how old were you at this point? You were only 24, weren't you, when this happened? I was 20, 21. 21? Yeah. Fucking hell, you've done a lot of living for a young age. And and you just had a baby boy uh, just before you went to jail or? Yeah, no, um when I was charging that. 
uh, we got bail. And when I was out on bail... Oh, it must have been um, a weird case then for you to be let out on bail on something so serious. Like you said, it was a fit-up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it was it was like... It was a load of bollocks. But I, got, I, did go out, I did go out on bail and then me ex-girlfriend at that time, she was pregnant then on my son. She got pregnant on my son. And then I went in and then I got out. He was making his communion. Yeah, fucking hell. And so, like I said, you've ended up going to get in a 12 stretch then and going away. You must, it's a lot of time to take on at a young age. It's like over half your life. You must have thought there was no end in sight when you first got that. You hadn't done any big bird before. Talk to me about the feeling and what that was like when that sort of set in. It must have been horrific. No, it's it was all right. Tell you the truth, it was all right. Like, you know, I, I was living in that little area thinking, you're going around thinking you're a gangster and shit. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it was... There was water off a duck's back, tell you the truth. Like, and when I when I was in prison, it was like they were they like they were they kept moving me around in prison, kept like moving me, moving me, me. Like the first time I went in, the first time I went into reception, like the screw said to me, he goes, oh, here's uh, Freddie's main and oh, here's the celebrity, here's Freddie's main enforcer." That's what he said to me. So I knew straight away off there, like like they weren't like you know what I mean. I wasn't gonna get a job or anything in there, or they weren't gonna give me anything. Like you know what I mean, like. It was... Because of, obviously, like, that criminal... You must have had status within the criminal, within this criminal underworld and within the prison still. Yeah, well, like, I, when I was down... Like, I was, like, one time I was even in the Midlands, like, I was asking for a job, and he says, ah, you can't be trusted in there with the weapons and all, but he had he had all the Limerick lads, he had Joe O'Reilly, you know, that was all down life and shit. Like, he had all these people in there working in the shops, but, like, I wasn't allowed. He never gave me any opportunity or any chance like that. Even coming to the end of my sentence... Like they had me saved off. Like I did most. I did most of me jail. Like I did about four, five years, not by my choice, because I knew you come out real sixty two. Like where, if they thought your life was in danger, they'd put you on twenty three hour lockup. Do you get what I'm saying? But yeah, so, cool. but the but the but the governments are using that as a power just to save people off that were acting the bollocks in prison. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So what? How did they justify this? Did they say that the the feud from the outside had followed you in jail, and then for that reason they're going to seg you off? Was it? No, but that like that that feud was that feud was uh, it, it died down at that. There was just other like prison politics, you know what I mean? And if you're in prison and there's a lot of shit going on in prison where people are fighting, you'd say, "Oh, just grab him, seg him off." So then I'm sitting down there and a and a and a cell for twenty three hours, seven days a week, you know what I mean? And you're, you're on your like you're on your toe, but on your, you're, like you know, they're not giving you jack shit. Like and who are you who are you to complain to? Like they're just slamming the door. Like you know what I mean? You're in a cell for twenty three hours. You know what I mean? But it's 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 just it's fucked up with that power that Route sixty two. Like because the governors can use that if someone is a, a problem prisoner where they're acting the bollocks. Even half of the time it wasn't, but they can use that and that power to say, ah, oh, Route sixty two. You just come up with somebody. His life's in danger, and just throw you down. And leave you sacked off, like you know what I mean? Yeah, no fucking good at all. And obviously, the papers tried to say, obviously, in recent years before you came out, there's obviously the Kinahan Hutch thing and all that sort of stuff. They said, tried to say that you were aligned with the Kinahans. Is there truth in that, or was it just these are people you were just no, friends with and they yeah, tried to make? Like, I was in jail long before all that sort of say. See, I don't know anything about it because I was never involved in it. But what I will say on it is, like, I was in prison when all that allegedly kicked off and all this, that, and the other. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I, like, and, and plus, I was down the base on 23-hour lockup. 
for a good three, four years during all that went off, you know what I mean? While all that was going on. So no, that was just that was just the papers just trying to store shit up. Of course. That's all that was. Like they gave me release date and all the paper and fucking I had to get I had to get like get out on the next day or the day after me release date, I think it was I got out. Because yeah. they gave me they, they, like they didn't give me that nearly, but as I was saying when I was down the base, I mean, the last three months of my sentence after doing a 12 year two suspended, right? The last three months of my sentence, do you know what he says to me? Like, I was putting him for an open jail. He comes up and says, Right, you can get out solid, solitary confinement and go up onto the landing for your last three months. Fucking hell. So he goes, Yeah, I'll go straight up. And then you're saying, Ah, we'll see how long it is before you get budget. Like, you're not being on solid. Like, banged up 23 hour lock up, and then they're trying to store shit into you. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to make you think and shit. But I, I didn't give a bollocks. I always walk onto the landings. I always walk onto the landings, no matter what. You know, and that, that just goes to show them. And he said, Do you want to go up? I dive straight up, you know what I mean? I always did. Of course. And anyone in the prisons know that. And um, so, when you're in the prison system in Ireland, is there a big problem with like the gangs and the drugs and all this sort of stuff? The same as way on the streets? And did, did you get involved well, in it think- during your time in there? Yeah, well, I think I think every prison, like every prison, I think has drugs and gangs in them. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't like if that was the case, like you have to realize, like it's not just gonna stop, like it's not just gonna stop in the street, like you know what I mean? Of course. But like, yeah, like yeah, there's there is drugs, there's drugs in every prison, and there's gangs in every prison. Like it's not even I wouldn't even call it gangs, like you know what I mean? Gangs is a like a, a word that gets blown up, or it's. There's, there's people that talk about with each other, and, you know what I mean? Of course. But yeah, like, that, would, that, would, that would be, that would be. And so Definitely. did you have any sort of major trouble during your time in there? Any like time you got real hurt or you got in major trouble, you had to hurt someone for your own safety and then you risk of getting time added on? Was there any major instance or was it kind of relatively smooth sailing? Was your major fight just against... No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like... I had a few, I had a few yeah, calls where like I did get jumped on. Like I, I tell you the truth, I only they're very sleeve in a prison. Like they come at you in groups, you know what I mean? That's that's the way they work. Like they're not gonna come and say give us a one on one strain. I like out here, like the, the fountains, like they don't do that, you know what I mean? These either try blade and shield you or try stab you or do this that. You're in prison, it's like that as well. Like they just they come up behind you and just do you slowly with a gang of them. Like one time I got a fractured spine in prison. Fucking hell. Yeah, now I felt it. A fella got a lot of kids, a lot of small little kids. Yeah, jumped on this fella. He was a, he was a, he was a somebody in prison, and um, they, they all jumped on him. So then they come down to my cell and they said, "Listen, go off the landing. We're all going off the landing. Go off the landing." I said, "I'm not going off no landing." And then word got around that I gave all the blades and whatnot to the little kids to do this fella in. But it was not like it was nothing of the sort. It was it was bollocks. I tell you now, I was straight after getting a flexure spine. I'd say, yeah, I did. I'm delighted to get them now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I had nothing, nothing got to deal with it whatsoever. And do you make a so full recovery? Standing, yeah, yeah. No, it was grand. I, I was standing there outside my cell, and like the the screw said to me, the screw come up to me. He was um, he was cousins with one of my best. Or he, he he made that dude in prison that I found in the cell. This officer was friends with his cousin. You know what I mean? He was close with his cousin. And I was standing outside me. He came to me at 2 o'clock and he says, listen, you're getting her at 4 o'clock. He said, knock your red light off. Or knock your red light on there and get off the landing. So me being cocky the way 
I was like, I said, listen, if my life's in danger, you take me off the landing now. I said, I'm not knocking my red light on and for you to like, you know, they all, oh, yeah, put me on protection. I said, that, that, that's not in me to do that. Of course. So I said, if you think my life's in danger, I said, take me off the landing. But uh, he didn't take me off the landing in any way. So four o'clock comes, I have a pole with a load of nails in it behind my door and I have a shank under my pillow. So I'm standing outside the cell door and I'm talking to two, my sister's ex-fella, and I'm talking to another friend of mine. They knew what was going down. So this is what happens, and this is how I knew what was going down. My sister's ex-fella gets called up with his mate upstairs. He walks away. Then the fella beside me, now these are saying, I'd have your back to the, to, to the death of it. The fellow he was says, the fellow that was standing beside me, he that was doubled up with me, he walked off. So I'm outside now to sell on my own. And then the fella that got the hiding, he was standing at the stairs looking at me. And he was just standing there looking at me. So I'm looking at him. But I didn't know there was two other people walking on the other side of the landing and that came around so they'd be on the other side of me. Do you get me? Yeah. So then he made a run at, a run at me. So as he made a run, at, a run at me, I turned around to go into the cell to get the, the shank and the pole. But then I got a smack of a jaw or a smack of a, a bar into the jaw. So then I went into the cell and then there was, there was about four or five of them coming on top of me. So they had poles and they were saying, crack them in the back, crack them in the back. So they were there, crack me in the back, crack me in the back. Um, so then I turned them around and I was holding onto the bar and I was just pulling it like that. So then I let the bar go. He fell into the bottom bunk and I dropped rock and rolled under the bed. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was all good. But well, you sounded like you got lucky. It could have been a lot worse in the circumstances. Yeah, no, I, could, I mean, I could, and like people, like you said, it's it's never fair in jail. People don't think that you're going to go in there and get fair fight. Don't matter how tough or big or strong you are. It's um, yes, yeah, gang stuff in there. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely like it's the big boys' jail. You know what I mean? Especially Mount Joy, like. But it's like it was like I wouldn't mind like it was. Oh yeah, you come in one on one. And he tried to give you a few slaps, like, you know what I mean? They just, they come in the crowds. I like a bunch of hyenas up there, you know? Well, not, not all of them. There's good people up in Mount Joy. I'm not going to paint them all with the same brush, you know what I mean? There's, there's still good people up in Mount Joy, but there's a few, like, you know, where you get, there's a few bad apples, but you get them and everywhere, you get them everywhere, do you get me? Yeah, of course. And what was the major thing that allowed you to get through your, obviously, time in jail? Was it exercise, smoking weed? Was it reading? I know you're into poetry now. Was What was the one, or was it a combination of a bit of everything that allowed you to get me through? Me son. Me son, like, you know what I mean? That's that, that's it, me son. Getting out of me son. You know, but how, how I got through, like, me day to day, it was just poetry, and I read a lot of poetry. Yeah, fair play to you. I mean, being away from the family, that is definitely, and the loved one, that's the hardest thing for sure. I can relate to that for sure. So um, yeah, yeah, no, def- definitely, especially when your kid is only two weeks. And But, like, the day my son was born, like, that changed me life. Seeing him, holding him in my hands, giving him that kiss, you know what I mean? That changed me life. I would have changed me life. I would have uh, changed me life back then if I didn't go to jail, to tell you the truth. I would have knocked it all on the. I would have knocked it all on the head. The day my son was born, I would I, like that's what he said to myself. I'm knocking all this on the head, and then I got. I ended up getting uh, getting done, like getting sentenced. But like, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have. I would have never. Uh, I would have never stayed in the game. Tell you the truth. So, how long of the twelve did you end up serving, Ian? Uh, I got when I was in there. I got caught with a phone. Like, so out of 10, you'll do seven and a half. We just did over seven and a half. Was in there, I got caught with a phone and we assaulted a prison officer. 
Fucking hell. Uh, what were the circumstances of assaulting the prison officer then? Was it a bad day for you and he got you at the wrong time or was it just... No, he just... He gave me a punch, so I was more like self-defense. He hit me, he gave me a dig. He was serious. He for punched you first. Yeah, because I had the mobile phone down me the jocks like, and then he gave me a said hand it over and gave me a dig. So I just locked onto him. Fucking hell. And so you know, towards the end of your sentence, you've done a long time in jail by this point. So you must have been coming to 30 years old or 28, 29 towards the end of your sentence. Were you what yeah. were your intentions? Were you thinking? I'm done with crime. I don't want to be doing a long stretch like this by the end of it. Obviously, the feelings of it's cool gangster stuff when you first went in, they must have gone and you must be wanting to be around your son, surely, at them points. Yeah, no, it's, I wasn't even thinking of gangster stuff or that, like that. It's or, oh, yeah, I don't want to do more long jail or this, that, and the other. That, nothing like that came into my head. All that was in my head was getting out to see my son. Like, I, I really, really love my kids. Like, I'm a proper family man. Like, so I was just, I was just delighted to go home and see him. And then when I saw him, I had me hoodie up, or you know, I had me hoodie up, and I was looking at the ground, and he thought it was me brother. Then when I took it down, I just seen his face screaming, crying, and coming over and hugging me. You know what I mean? It was like he started crying, like I just, oh, I was deep. You know what I mean? It's that feeling, like it was, it was, it was out of home to me kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's brilliant. And what year was that, Ian? That was two thousand and eighteen. And the papers tried to make out you had some big gangster. Uh, welcome home party VIP section with all loads of criminals. There was that truth in that, or was no, that just your friends, the people you've grown up with? Like it was people that it was people that I met along the way. I wouldn't say friends, but it was just people that I met along the way. Some friends were there, and then other people are there. You know, they like the way it is when you meet these people along the way through graft and through this that and the other. They're not your friends. They're only there like they, they fucking they take you out just to to take your spot. You get what I'm saying? But uh, no, that was me umplet's communion. That's that's what that was. That was me umplet's communion. It wasn't a big VIP, and it wasn't VIP. It was just a, a hotel room where everyone else books. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't that much. It was just a normal room. Like it wasn't VIP or that. Bottles of, and I said bottles of champagne, and there was no bottles of champagne. Like it was it was just a, a normal fucking room got booked. Of course. And so from that moment, obviously, of getting released, you turned your back on the life of crime. And no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it just there. Like you know, I, I'm only at the doing that the last year. So you're, me you're back, still sort you of know? messing about, and, but obviously nothing major out for a few year period, was it then? Yeah, well, yeah, it was just, it was just bleeding. You know yourself, just keep myself busy, making a few bob. Of course, because the papers were saying that you were controlling all these cartel soldiers on the street and. No, that's that, that's again that's again the papers like I I wasn't controlling anyone on the street. I, I was always my own man. You know, I I was always me. Like I I never I never mixed around with that many people or anything, you know what I mean? I'd rather keep myself to myself, but like I wasn't part of that cartel. Like I, I had nothing to do with it. I don't know anything about it. And even the shit I read about because the shit that was in the past about me in the paper, I don't even believe it, what 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 they say about the cartel, you know what I mean? Or even if it is a cartel. Yeah, of course. So what was the major moment then? And when was it then you decided to, and why did you decide to change your ways? When was this then? In like 2020, 2021? What was it a couple of years of messing about when you got out? In the last, in, in the last year. In the last year there was. Because I saw the, the jealousy and the envy in it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know when you're making a few bob and you have a lot of things and you know what I mean? And then people hate that. People hate that. And then, 
I saw a lot of jealousy in over in the last two years. You know what I mean? I saw a lot, a lot of jealousy in the last two years, and I saw what this game was really all about. And then a situation with me kids and shit, like where I wasn't getting to see me me kids and stuff, and I just said, you know what? I'm gonna go the right way, get to see me kids and shit, and I'm just gonna change my life around for the better for them. Because like I could go back and I could do this and I could do that. Like the thing about me, I could be like Bosco, I could just jump out of anywhere, you know what I mean? And like because no one knows anything about me now. So we could just come back and do whatever I had to do and then just disappear. Do you get what I'm saying? But I'm not I'm not even going down that road. Like people expect me to do this. Like people, people did sort of things to call me out to make me come back and do things. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what people are like, that's what people do. They try to provoke me to go out and do something. But now now I'm not now I'm just now I'm just kicking back and chilling, you know what I mean? And I'm just gonna do it the right way. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go the right way to get to see me kids, and I'm just gonna do everything the right way. So my granddad used to always say the best the, the right way is the best way, you know what I mean? Of course. But um well, when you've been involved in a life of crime for years and years and you've got lots of enemies and obviously a past that could catch up with you, what did you have to do? Did you have to move out of the area for the past year to get a, to cut off certain friends in order to keep yourself away from it? Or are you just still Yeah, no no, definitely I had to I had to move out. I had to move out of uh, the area. I definitely had to move out of the area. It's just See, there's a lot of jealousy in that game, you know. There's a lot of jealousy and envy, and once, once like one comes at you, they all come at you. You come out of the woodwork because you never liked it and shit. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Just put it this way: there's a lot of envy and jealousy in that game when when you're when you're up there rubbing shoulders with this people and that people, and then you know what I mean, and you're making it all, and they're not. Then these, then all the jealousy and all kicks in. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, just... like the people who. The people I'm at the being around the last two years, like they're not even friends with each other. Like, like you'd walk into a party and they're drinking and they're talking about this person and that person. I'm not one to, to talk about people. But then the next night you'll see them on the Instagram story with that person and you're saying, I'm glad I even wasn't talking about that person because now he's best mates putting up his are Like it's the crew that I was with, the, the few people that I was hanging around with, they all hate each other. You know, they all talk about each other. They all hate each other. So like, I just said to myself, you know what, I'll just step over. And the last two years I saw that, like, you know, I saw what 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 they're all about and I just stepped over. Of course, the streets and the underworld and the crime, everyone's plotting on each other. It's no good at all. Yeah, no, hundred percent. They're all and you know what, they're all just smoking crack, snipping coke, and you know what I mean? That that's it, and they're just all sitting there day in, day out, snipping coke, Parker Blaine, Pablo, do you get what I'm saying? But these cool. people were like these people wouldn't do jack shit like because they're they, they get a little uh, dominions to go out and do 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 it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they talk yeah. good talk like. And so, what have you been doing the past year then, Ian, in order to support yourself and to keep yourself busy and to avoid the temptations of going back and giving someone a slap? What have you have you managed to stay away? I I just you know what I go out and I do some volunteer work and some charity work and I just keep myself busy in that way. Do you get what I'm saying? So I do a lot of volunteer work and a lot of charity work. So that's 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 what I do just to keep myself busy. And I definitely won't go back into that game. One hundred and fifty percent, I wouldn't. You know. Yeah. And so, have you had to cut? Have you had to cut off your old associates who are still in that life, um, to avoid getting sucked back in? Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any contact with them anymore. I wouldn't have any contact. They're not. They are, they're not my friends. They never were my friends. So. You know what I mean? I, I'm delighted to lose contact with them. Of course. And then to talk about um, 
the poetry stuff and um, when this started and you've obviously recently released a your first poetry book um tell us what that's called and where people can get it and how all the poetry begun well it, it's, i only i only got 200 books printed you know and i um there's only about five or six of them left there so the next book i'll, I'll, I'll put in the link for how they how they get the next book but uh how will be going it's just like nothing as again bringing me kids it i wasn't getting to see me kids or there's, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye about me kids situation. So I wasn't I wasn't getting to see me kids and that. So I just started writing poetry about about not seeing me kids. You know what I mean? To get on a piece of paper, like. And but I always I always uh, I always read uh, poetry like in, even in prison during the ten years. And I even sent a letter. The girl showed me the letter. I sent the letter to a girl, a family friend. While I was in prison, I said, "No, I'm going to write a book." You know what I mean? And that's what I did. And, and it's all down to me kids. And then I said, I'll do charity for kids as well. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was, it was just down missing me kids. And I just read, the, the, I just put my feelings on a piece of paper. And then I said, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll make something out of this and do a good cause for charity. And so the other day, um, talking of the poetry, you end up making a lot of noise with a poem about Conor McGregor. Um, talk to me about that, how, how that come around. And do you actually know Conor? And... Yeah, talk, give us a story about that, the lowdown. Yeah, no, we, we don't know Connor anymore. I knew him before, like, I don't know the new Connor, but, uh, the, like, the way I look at it, right, Connor's into promoting fights and shit, yeah? And he, he talks trash fights to, or he talks trash talk to promote fights. So, like, you are saying in the paper that I was doing this to his friends, I was doing this, I was doing that. So, to me, I was promoting my book. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I just, I, I knew if I called him out, it blow up, and it was it was my way of promoting it, promoting it, promote me book the way he's like he's a promoter. He knows how to promote fights by talking shit. So, yeah, no fair play to you. So you just took a leaf out the Conor McGregor genius. No, I wouldn't say I took a leaf out. I took a leaf out that to help to, to promote. Like I wouldn't have taken a leaf out of him, but well, he's a promotion a genius. Out. That's why he's earned so much. So um, yeah, it was a, that, it was a what, big that, yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, he's good at prom- he's, he's good at what he's doing. Hats off him for that, making money and shit. Like so, I just it was me promoting. That's it was me promoting. But like, he come back. He read his own little poem and come back at me with it. And what were you feeling uh, about that? What he come back with? It was all shit, mate. Like like realistic. Like I could have keep on coming back and coming back with more poems. Like the promoting fights, the promoting business is his, but the poems like would be mine. You know, I, I could have come on back, coming back and wiping the floor with him. But I said I'm not even gonna get into a tip or that. I, I fight fair, you know what I mean? I come at one, he come at me. You know, I'm not gonna waste me time and energy. You know what I mean? Back and forward with him. I have books to write and. Of course, fair play to you. But what was kind of like back in the day then when you knew him? Did you get on with him? Did you always know he was gonna be a Fighting. No, I knew, I knew, like, no, I knew him to see. Like, he was, he was very, very quiet. Like, he's, like, you know, he was a, he was a taxpayer. Like, he was a worker. Like, a very, very quiet young fella. You know what I mean? He wouldn't. He's totally different now. The way he was on now, like that, that wasn't him. Like, it, the money just goes to his head. Like, and you know what I mean? It's just like, he, the way I look at it, like, it's, it, someone makes a load. You know, when someone's in that game, that that sort of gangland game. Yeah. When someone gets into that, they get into it because they want to make money. So they want to make money, you make money, and then you want to get over once you make your money. But it's like he got made money and then he's getting into it. Do you get what I'm saying? Crazy. And then he's sort of knocking about with your old pals, the Murrays, isn't it, that you've fallen out with since? Yeah, well, like, the situation with the Murrays, like, people, 
like the papers as well, they like they blow them up more than the yard. You get what I'm saying? Like and everyone. Course, but weren't you close with them at one point? If I'm mistaken, was one of them involved in? No, a... no, no. Yeah, like one of them was involved. That uh, yeah. Joey O'Brien. That that was like I only bumped into him on that night. Like I, w- I would have never been close to him. No, I would have never like. I wouldn't knock on about with them through people, but like if it wasn't for the person that I'd knock about with them for, like I wouldn't have never been with them, no. They're not my cup of tea. So where did the fallout come with them then? Uh, the fallout, I don't like it was just the fallout came with them. It's it's just it's too much to get into where I can't get into at the moment. Yeah, no problem. Like, I, I was like what I can say is I was questioned as she at our house. I got brought in and got questioned. And what I can say to you, what was put to me, it was put that they were talking shit about me on. This what this what I was put to me in the station. They were talking shit about me. They called me all different names, rats and this, that, and the other all over our social media. Then it was put to me that I put up a lot of shit talking about them and calling, calling them out on my social media. And mm. then it was put that they went down and did something to a house that would be close to me. You know what I mean? And then it, they put, then it was put to me that I went down and shot up that gaff. Of course. So no good. But um, what have you, have you got a message for anyone who thinks you're harboring uh, bad feelings and any of your past enemies, whether it be Murray's or other people, that you're done with that life or that, yeah, any sort of, You've got no interest in beef or old street beef or anything of your enemies from the past. Yeah, no, I have, I have no, I have no beef with anyone. If anyone has beef with me, fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's their business. But I've no beef with anyone. I'm not gonna jump out. I'm not gonna be provoked or anything like that to jump out and come back into the game. Do you get what I'm saying? Because like I know, I know what I brought to the table. You know what I mean? And like if, if I had a CV for the crimes I committed, it'd be the length of my arm. You know, like, and I know what other people brought to the table, so I wouldn't be afraid of anyone. You know what I mean? People, people are the active gangster and this, that, and the other, but they're nothing like, well, if they have a few quid, they're not going to do it themselves. They're going to pay other people to do it. But back to the question, yeah, no, I'm not. I haven't got any beef with anyone. I'm not going to go out and do anything to anyone. So I'm not hanging up the gloves in the belly, and I'm good now. So if, if it's up to them, if they want to try something, you can try something. But I won't lose sleep over it. Oh, so I recommend people go over to Ian's channels, his TikTok, Facebook, and then his YouTube and go and check them out. Um, they're excellent. And you're saying there's a second book that's going to be coming fairly soon? Yeah, it's uh, it's just about, it's just a few more finishing touches for the book and it'll be straight out. Uh, and that's, I'm just, and I'm just waiting to give, we made two and a half thousand for Our Lady's Children's Hospital from selling me four books. Brilliant. Well so done. I'm just waiting for that. Uh, that's, that money's going to be drafted over tomorrow. So it'll probably take a couple of working days for them to get that. So as soon as I get get the big check and hand the big check to the hospital, I will crack on me. I'll, I'll publish my second book then, and that's for kids with autism. And what about um, a autobiography? Actually, your life story. Obviously, you certainly obviously must have a love for writing now, or is you just strictly st- stick into the poetry at the moment, and maybe a little bit. No, further I'm line. gonna I'm going to put I'm gonna publish four books, and then like me me publisher, she wants me to crack on and do my life story straight away. She's saying, don't mind the poetry books. Because, like, when I'm talking here, like, I can express better when I put me pen to the paper. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, instead of talking, like, I'm not, I'm not a good talker, to tell you the truth. But if I, if I sit there and write everything down, 
I tap it to a tea and what I want to do, I, I want to write it myself. I'm not going to get someone to ghostwrite it for me. But uh, I want to write it myself because if someone said to me, oh, like, put it to weird, like, people would probably laugh at me, but I want to, I want to write it myself which way where it'd, it'd make a good movie. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course, yeah, no, 100%. I wish you luck with um, all your ventures and, moving forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, I'm gonna start writing that next year. Yeah, no, good luck with you with all that. And like I say, you jumped onto all the social media now, and so hopefully we get your YouTube. You're gonna start do, producing more content, putting that on YouTube, doing some lives on YouTube as well. Is your TikTok? Yeah, I'm not, that's 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 what I'm thinking. Now. I'm not like I just I'm not a good talker, like you know what I mean. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just like Rome wasn't built in a day, and anyone told you was that talking politics, but I'll get there like eventually. You know what I mean? I feel yeah, more comfortable in talking out. And what's your social media links? Like I said, they'll be in the description, guys, below this video. But Ian, what are the links? What's your YouTube? What's TikTok? And what's your Facebook? My Facebook is Ian Maloney. My TikTok is Ian Maloney1987. And my TikTok, or my, my YouTube is Ian Maloney as well. It's all Ian Maloney. So, guys, look, the links will be below as well. And is there anyone you want to sort of give a shout out to at all? And like I said, I'd give a shout out to. Um, Plastic Paddy, obviously, I see you on his channel. Big fan of his stuff, and so then that made me obviously want to reach out. Obviously, I'd seen your story before, but yeah, shout out to Plastic yeah, Paddy. Shout out, shout out the Paddy Bar. Contact me. Shout out there. But a big shout out to me kids. That I love you the bits, and I'm always thinking about you. So a shout out to me kids. Of course. Well, um, look, I much appreciate having you on the channel, and guys. Any sort of questions, comments, get it, put them in the comments below. And hopefully we get Ian back on. I'm sure we get him back on. Hopefully we can get him on, showing his face at a certain point. And, um, but yeah, look, much appreciated for coming on. And yeah, until next time, guys, thank you very much.